This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, oh, my fine metal yeah. friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How you doing? I'm Chuck. And I'm Godless. And this is your I'm weekly sorry, examination yeah. of all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. Welcome. Make sure you are subscribed. Uh, why? Because um, if you're listening to this on the website, you can get it to your device really easily. I mean, all you got to do is click on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you can get your uh, podcast. Search Metal Sucks Podcast. Boom. There it is. Click on that sucker, subscribe, and that way it comes right to your device every week. You don't have to worry about going to pick it up. But if you do, metalsucks.net. You go straight there, podcast tab at the top, and you can find all of our old podcasts. 160 plus of them now at this point. So, we appreciate you guys hanging in there for as long as you have. And, and this is and what new people come on in. Thank you very much. Indeed, tell your friends about it. You know, man, and check out all the old episodes. There's some pretty cool interviews in there. I mean, one or two. So, you know, you got to find them though. We had a, a listener who's an old friend of mine. Uh, she posted uh, like just you know like this article about like one thing on on uh, on her Facebook, and then in her first comment, she put a link to one of our old episodes that she said kind of had a tie to it. So you know if you ever like you know like take last week's episode, if you're posting like I do on occasion of you know sharing with people that you pooped your pants. <laughs> You can put last week's episode, and t- you know, just come up with like a crazy tie-in. You know, just just go wild. You yeah, know, and then man. that'll introduce people to what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. I poop my pants. That's a great. Yeah, that's a great way to be introduced to our podcast for sure. <laughs> All right, we'll try to avoid that topic this week. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Greg Burgess from uh, from Allegion this week, who was you know suggested to us by none other than Chris Adler. Of uh, Lamb of God, so we have to talk to the the Allegiant guys. Their new record is amazing. I mean, oh, dude, it's so good. Um, and like, I don't like I don't like to say that about everything, but what I I can't I can't avoid proponent for sentience. This new record is so good. I, I'm in love with it. I really am. It's it's that's how good it is. So we got the chance to talk to them. This oh, it's good. Oh. It's like it's like them and revocation are like just the future. You know, they're just the future. It's so awesome. And I hope everybody identifies that, right? And I hope everybody hears this and goes, "This is what death metal can be." And I, I yes, so it's really amazing stuff. You get a chance to talk to him in depth about all kinds of other uh, other fun stuff, as well as hear a new song from Steven Seagulls, which is completely different than uh, you know. We um, let's say completely different than extreme uh, technical death metal, if you will. <laughs> you know, yeah. little bluegrass action. So that'll be fun uh, toward the end of the show. We're also going to talk about being too nice, way too goddamn nice nowadays, uh, because we got to say we're sorry for everything, and yeah. it's uh, it's hurting my feelings that we're having to say we're sorry. So could you please <laughs> say you're sorry for saying you're sorry? Okay, so we're. Well. Yeah, it's the born of Osiris versus Acacia strain argument. We got to get, we got to boil that down just a little bit. Well, because it's not really about that. It's, it's well, okay, it is about that, but it's not really about that. But it is. Yeah. 
So uh, make sure that you are also hooked up with us all over the place, man. Social media and that stuff, too, uh, because, you know, a lot of the stuff goes down. We retweet it and put all this stuff out. And, you know, you can always suggest a topic or something like that to us on social media as well. If you want to find me, I'm on Twitter, at Bearded Ape. I'm at Godless Speaks. Godless Speaks on Facebook and Spotify. Find us on Instagram at Chuck and Godless on Patreon. If you go to ChuckandGodless.com, you can uh, help us out, support the show. We would appreciate please. it. You know, we add a little extra content here and there for all you guys, you know, some Pretty cool please. stuff. I had a little uh, problem uploading our last episode last week, but I'm working on it with the Patreon people. You can still you can still get it like as a download, but you couldn't stream it from the site. There's like a kind of a weird issue, but it's no no big deal. Everybody still got their episode a couple of days early. So if you are subscribed there and uh, one of our patrons, you could definitely get the show at least a couple of days in advance most most weeks. So. Yeah, if you were if the Ben Wyman one, you got that like a week and a half in advance. So yeah. uh, that was kind of cool. <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> but you know, speaking of the Instagram, like I I haven't like posted pictures of anything I've done lately because I've not done anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed. <laughs> it's like it's like my my entire life is in this like five by three office here i haven't gone shopping i don't you know I've, I'm, I'm i am fully now almost completely and totally a shut-in it just it's just not happening i i'm absolutely so boring at this point well you've kind of been working ridiculous. toward that for years so i mean i, I think have. you finally achieved your goals now if you pretty, could just pretty, pretty get a job close. and work out of that office and not ever have to move it'd be great yeah. Yeah, that's that'd be a that'd be a plan. Yeah, but like you you went shopping like, well, earlier. Dude. You're like, hey, I bought a mattress, and I'm like, that's the most exciting thing I've heard <laughs> like in three weeks. I can't believe, uh, and I was like. <laughs> You you legitimately sounded excited that yeah. that I got a new mattress and you're like wow that sounds really cool I'm like no it wasn't that fucking cool it was kind of expensive and and like uh, I felt it's one of those things that you don't feel like you ever have to buy and then when you do you feel gutted after you do it you know you're like oh but expensive is good man expensive is fun like I haven't bought it you know I I've realized this the other day that the only shopping I've done besides grocery shopping is there's a little pizza shop at the end of my little road here that I live on they sell a little pizza and a can of coke for six euro and I go twice a week that's my cheat meal of the week and that you know that that that's it that's i have not spent more than six euro on anything fun in ages so you're saying like fun stuff's got to be expensive or fun stuff is expensive is what you're telling me yeah right now like you know when you you say mattress i remember like when i bought my mattress and i go oh my god it was fun i bounced on it i asked the salesperson embarrassing questions about what my wife and i might be able to accomplish on this thing you know it was like it was like a whole experience it was like an hour long it was i had a lot of fun you know but I haven't had fun like that in a well, long see, time. Well, see, for me, it's like the whole other, like, pulling teeth because, you know, my wife had to talk me into it because I'm like, well, I got this fucking, if I'm not sleeping on a piece of wood, I'm good. You know, it's, it doesn't fucking matter. It's like, why? Because I, I, you know, 
I'm a fat ass. My back hurts all the time anyway. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't sleep well because I got sleep apnea. You know, screw. Why do I need a comfortable fucking bed? You know. Oh, right. But, well, you got back fat a little bit too, so it's kind of like you're on a cushion. No well, you know, you sleeping on. on a little bit of air, if you will. You know, <laughs> and depend. And I'm kind of like a sleep number. If I eat enough like uh, candy before I go to bed, I kind of plump up a little bit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> works out. It's a it's a it's a back number forty five is what I like to sleep on. Personally. You are a mattress. What the hell do you need to buy one? That's for? what I'm saying. You know, I've been trying to get my wife to sleep on me for a while. Hey. So you got a Tempur-Pedic, right? No. Fuck no. Fuck oh, no. Really? No way. Oh, no way. No way. No how way. do you blow that opportunity, man? Tempur-Pedic's where it's at. Oh, Tempur-Pedic's too hard, dude. It's like too oh. stiff. Like I, I'm a soft oh. I'm a soft mattress guy. Like I like the, oh. uh, too much. Uh, it sticks and kind of stays in the same spot, and I can't deal with that. And I also like it's got to be uh, cool, and they don't breathe very well. Uh, so I got, I got a different mattress, but I got a fucking badass deal on it. That's the only reason why I bought anything. I think I put I posted something on Twitter the, the other day about how like I can't believe how excited I am about the awesome deal I got on my mattress. You know, that's I'm like that that's See? my level of excitement just because I got this great deal. And the, but it's the only reason I bought one was because I got it for like, you know, a, a third of the of the cost. Oh, see, I'm I'm of a total different mind at this point. At this point, I'll be like, it, once I have some money, it's going to be the first thing I go out and buy. I'm going to be like, and here's extra because I just this is fun. <laughs> Giving you money is fun. I haven't given money to anybody for any reason in ages. No, oh, not like I gave money. Don't get me wrong. It was not like I pulled out fucking hundred dollar bills and started fucking rolling around in Benjamins or anything. This is on my fucking credit card. So it's not you know this is going more to the red than it is the black. It's not you know what I'm saying. So that's why it pisses me off. Because it's like, oh, God damn it. But it is, you know, I had the last one for 13, 14 years, conceived a child on that fucking thing. I think I'm totally uh-huh. good with it, right? And, and it was a little sad day watching that thing all stained up going out the door. You know, like, oh, man. Oh, it all stained up. It's oh, like, oh, so there's my poor. I was like, that one was right. That was a missed shot right there. Oh, totally missed that one. <laughs> yep, right there. You know what I'm talking I about. I can't wait to buy my next mattress. It's gonna, it's gonna be like, I might never buy another mattress. My match, I love my mattress, right? But I, I got this really super expensive Tempur Pedic thing because I was like, hey, I'm gonna spend a third of my day every day for my life on this thing. It better be. See, you exactly sound like you sound like my fucking wife. You said you yeah, said that's the same exactly. bullshit that the wife's told me. It's oh, like, totally. well, you're gonna spend all this time. It's like, no, I'm not. I sleep for five hours a night, and that's it. So it's yeah. not a third of my time. No, fuck well, no. You, yeah, you barely sleep. That's yes, it. exactly. Yeah. I can barely. Yeah, even when you are sleeping, you're not. You, you might as well be in a in a in a in a coffin as yeah, much as do, a bed because you you die three times a night. Exactly. I don't breathe. So I mean, yeah. you know, it's like it's it's basically, you know, I'm not even really sleeping. So. But I will yeah. say that this you know there's a fucking difference. This mattress is pretty goddamn nice. <laughs> I won't tell her that. You know, when I go shopping for my next mattress, my the thing I'm going to do, I'm going to bring a roll of hundred dollar bills, and I'm going to just lay them out one by one all over the mattress, and then lie on the money, (laughs) and then go, nope, not the one, and then pick up all my money, put it back (laughs) in my roll, and then go to the next mattress, three, four, just count it all back out. (laughs) All right, very good. Yeah, no, it's been how I sleep, man. This is how I sleep. I don't know, big, you know, putting on your big boy pants and buying shit like that just aggravates the fuck out of me, man. It really does. Cause then, cause then, you know, I get this and now my fucking stove's going out. I'm like, God damn it, son of a bitch. You know, so it's always something, you know, it's like, ugh. It's a shit you get when you own a house. 
You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm renting a, my place. Right. And so like, uh, the toilet that's in here was freaking awesome, man. I mean, I called it wet and wild too, because <laughs> when you flush that thing, it was like a, it was like a Schlitterbahn test track. I mean, nice. the thing was, I mean, it was, you don't have to clean that thing. You just need to flush it a second time. Maybe because that thing was, I mean, there's gallons gushing through that thing. And then of course that had a leak. The plumber comes in. Didn't even ask. He swaps out for another toilet. Oh, and I'm like, oh, dun, oh dun, what happened dun. to Schluter? But what happened to Wet and Wild too? And uh, yeah, they, they, he puts in this thing, and uh, you know, it's it's low dinky flow. flushes. Yeah. Oh my it's god, it's like low flow toilet. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it takes me long enough to sit and take a shit anyway. But now I got to spend more time scrubbing the damn thing every time because the water doesn't flush away all of the fecal matter. I don't know. It's, just throw your throw those dirty underwear in there with it, and you're going to be good to go, man. It's just. It's, totally gone life is good you know uh, the last time i heard you had no problem getting it out so it was all yes. it was totally solid all right let's uh let's get into our interview man with uh with with greg from uh, a legion dude they get a new record called proponent for sentience i'm really not exaggerating this record is amazing so let's get into our interview with greg burgess on the metal sucks podcast Hey, is uh, this Chuck? Yeah, this is Chuck and Godless from the Metal Sucks Podcast, man. What's going on? Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, man. Good, doing all right. Uh, we don't have a like a re- really kick-ass album that we are just about to release, so not as good as you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks. <laughs> Take it. You get be be proud, man. It's awesome. The new record is 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 so badass. Oh, hey, thanks, guys. No, I. Uh, it's just it's too hard to. When you've been involved in it so long, you don't really have like an opinion anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so tired of fucking listening to this record. So uh, God, please. <laughs> well, not like that. I just don't. I I can't. I don't think it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm like, <laughs> is it? Is it? I I think we can do better. Like <laughs> that's kind of my. Every time we put out a record, this happens. And like, that's oh, good. I think we can do better. Do you think that's the right attitude to have? I mean, always thinking that you can do better than what you've done in the past. I mean, is that what motivates you? I hope so. Like, if you don't think you're going to do better, then you should just pack it, pack it in right then. Yeah. But then how do you like get to a point in the studio where you're like, guys, stop. We just got to stop and put this out. Oh, instead of like nitpicking it to death. Yeah. Yeah. that's that's when you pay a guy. Like, yeah, it's done. <laughs> it's uh, done. It's done. Sorry, we ran out of we ran out of money. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's yeah. over. All right. That's, that's, that's what I picture, how it goes. I picture the the producer, or the engineer, you know, just hitting that talk back button like mid song and going, "Time's up, guys. You're finished. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, turn it in. Back up all your shit. Close it up. All right, done and done. <laughs> I think that all hail science is like that, that. That could be like your ace of spades right there. Really? Oh well, that's that's good. It, mission statement. As long as you <laughs> like the song. If you don't like the song, you guys are fucked. You got to play that every night for decades. Well, we like it. Hopefully, uh, we need to pull. I need to pull the guys. How, how do we feel? How do we feel about this? No, I'm just going to see like a whole bunch of like Roman emperors thumbs 
going up and down based on everybody's opinion. Well, if nothing else, you've like you've made a gateway for metal into like the Discovery Channel at some point. So <laughs> you know, it's funny. We tried to get Bill Nye to uh, be in that video. I think he wanted like seventy grand. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just like, man, good for you. <laughs> like, man, how if much you can I, get that? You should have went for Neil deGrasse Tyson, man. He's uh, probably a lot cheaper. <laughs> you think? Well, actually, probably not. He's probably <laughs> he's probably a lot more expensive. <laughs> I just wonder if you if you offered to debate him for, and have the funds go to build another stupid ark, how much does he charge for that? You know. Fast, <laughs> bro. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> where do we want to begin with you man i mean there's a there, there's a oh, let's see okay right, you I mean, know where we, we want to start all Jeff. right we want to we want to hit you hard man okay so like right in the beginning i've read an interview with you or and or heard an interview with, with you and you were talking about how uh after the last record i think you said it was after the last record you kind of clean house with the band and, and start and kind of got a different start with new uh management new agent and all that stuff what's the story man you know, it's it's a real. The one thing that we we've like, this is the most idiotic sentence I'm ever. Let me back up. <laughs> that was no, not no, no! Don't well. back up. If you're about to say something idiotic, go, go with for it, it, man. <laughs> I was going to say the learning curve for doing for for being in a band it is very steep. True, and uh, I it would be great for people to actually. I don't know. The people need to have advisors, I feel, when they when they sign a deal and then continue through their their career, so to speak. And we have just like I don't know what it is. Maybe I you know, I think a lot of it is I'm so naive, like I'm not a business guy at all. So when we have people that maybe don't have our best interests in at heart they could just be super nice to me. And I was like, Oh man, I really like you. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you're telling me, let's, let's go with that. And then, you know, and then it's like two years down the road and nothing has fucking happened. Nothing that they said materializes at all. And you're just going, Hey, what, what happened to all those things? And you know, you get, you get fed what you, it gets colored as excuses, like bullshit excuses over the course of two years. And it was like, I mean, from everything, I was like, oh, you're not death metal enough to get that tour, or you're, you know, it's just, just crazy shit, you know, that, oh, it's, oh, you're too good, you know, they don't want to tour with you. And it's it was just, like, silly stuff that I don't think anybody in their right mind would ever say. But just stuff like that just gets fed to you, and you just kind of like, oh, okay. And at the end of the day, like, two years, you know, in your record cycle, and you think you did it, you put out a really good record, he was like, man, maybe we're not that good. Maybe we should just, you know, stop. You know, maybe we should pack it in. Maybe that's why we can't get any opportunities. Because nothing we're doing is working, you know, on a professional level. Like, the music's all going. People are showing up to your shows. Attendance is really good when the shows are promoted. Why Why can't you get on set tour, you know? I mean, I see all these guys that are way younger than us getting all these opportunities. What are they doing right that we are obviously missing? And it just got to the point is maybe we just need to try something different. So we could never, we were headlining everything. We could never get a support slot. So it's like, obviously our agent is, he's just not capable of getting us what we need. So we have to get rid of him. And we, you know, get a guy that we really believe in. And then, you know, it just, nothing is happening. It doesn't seem like our management hasn't, like we'd end up in that last tour. I think we paid our management like five grand. 
And then after, at the end of the tour, we're looking at each other going, what exactly did he do to earn that? Oh. <laughs> like, and we, like, honestly, we couldn't answer the question. And I was just like, man, I like the guy, but I, you know, I, you know, what weird financial trouble. We just pissed away five grand and we don't know even what for. So I was like, well, you know, I, I'm going to have to let you go, you know? And I really liked the guys we had working for us. But, uh, I mean, it's, who knows? It's probably just me being naive, you know? I'm not a businessman. So now, now, like, after the fact, though, did you hear, like, other stuff that came out of that behind it? Like, did you guys earn a reputation because of the guys you were working with at that point? We did. I, we earned a really bad reputation with, uh, I mean, talking to our new management. We weren't even, when I when we fired our last management, I had every, uh, you know, every, the. Uh, I can't even think of the word. We were planning to be self-managed because it seemed like we would just ask him to do stuff because we were paying him that we could have done ourselves. Yeah. And we really couldn't, you know. So I was like, we were just going to be self-managed. And then Metal Blade comes to us like, no, you, we, sh- we should put someone in place that is really going to help your record. So talking to the new management, you're like, I swore I would never work with you again. And we're like, what? And they're like, yeah, you're back out of this tour. I was like, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> that's not what happened at all. How did you hear we back out of this tour? We were kicked off the tour. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. We were kicked off the tour because our agent thought we were going to go out with Guar. So he told, you know, cryptopsy people that, yeah, if we get the Guar tour, we're not going out. And then suddenly we don't have a tour. I'm like, why would you tell them that? <laughs> like, and we're just like, and that we were so pissed because we really wanted to do the cryptopsy tour. And suddenly we were at home not doing anything. And I'm like, yeah, that's not that's not what happened at all. So, so, so w- w- was this uh, manager and, and booking agent? Uh, did they have a relationship with each other? Did the manager find the booking agent for you? Where did they come along in your history? Was it pre Metal Blade, post Metal Blade? What? No, I mean the, the, our the agent we had was post Metal Blade, and uh, you know it's it's kind of one of those things that it's like the the industry is so small. You know what I mean? You like everybody seems to know everybody, so. It's one of those things where it's I, it's very careful to not, you know, I don't want to talk shit on anybody. You know what I mean? Because I am grateful for those people that got us. Because without them, we wouldn't have been on the road. We, you know, we wouldn't even be able to headline. We'd be sitting at home. So it's not so much, you know, you have to find over the course of your career what's best for you based on the circumstances that are just unfolding at the time. And it's easy to go back in hindsight, go, man, we should have made that change like long ago, you know? Yeah. You're not talking about somebody who's like deliberately screwing you over. You're talking about some missteps that they made along the way that you probably could have progressed a little faster. Exactly. I don't think anything was malicious or anything like that. It was just like, you know, and I think just like in music, like everybody has their strengths. And I think the people that sometimes their strengths work great for certain bands and then for other bands, they don't work, you know, and the the strengths of the people we had working for us at that time, just I just don't think were beneficial to us. And it just took us a long time to come to that realization or at least me, because the other guys are like, yeah, I think we need to fire. And I'm like, well, what are we going to do? Then and they're like, well, I don't know, but we need to find. I'm like, well, until until you can come, until we can come up with a plan, you know, we're not. That sounds like, I don't know, 
jumping into an ocean with no life raft, you know. So when you you meet the new management or the potential management, did you are they the only ones you talk to? And did you guys have a conversation as to this is where we want to go? How are you going to get us there? That sort of thing. Yeah, pretty much. And no, and we only did talk to one. We uh, put out uh, feelers to a lot of people, and no one wanted to work with us. And then. Uh, and the one person that wanted to work with us, obviously, we were like, oh, okay. You know, you, they came very highly recommended and, like, we're great, you know, we're very happy so far. But is that, did I answer your question? Dude, sometimes I need breadcrumbs to figure out where I am. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's definitely easier when you have sort of a vision laid out in front of you where you want to go. And, I mean, do you do you feel like you've had that from the beginning? Or is it now you're like, okay, wait, we, we've seen where we've kind of boxed ourselves into a corner. Now we need to work ourselves out. We want to go there. A little bit. I mean, it's a little bit of both. Because, I mean... One thing that I, I mean, when I get like super frustrated about, you know, our success or lack thereof, depending on your perspective of it, it's always looking forward and not looking back. You know, when I look back, I'm like, oh man, we've come so far, you know, and it's all been just busting our ass because, I mean, lots of, lots of fights, lots, (laughs) you know, lots of time in a van, you know, Um, uh, but the, uh, and I think what that is, is your goals are never a fixed point. You know, they're constantly moving with you. So if you, when, if you have a little goal and you achieve it, it's like you have 15 minutes of, man, like, oh, that feels good before you're like, okay, what's next? You know, so the goals, since they're constantly moving with us, it, it feels, you know, that adds to the frustration. But I think that's part of the thing is, you know, like I said earlier, like, oh, we can do better, you know. So, I mean, the goal, I mean, for the last couple of years has been trying to get out of the States, you know. We only were able to go to Canada on the last record. That was the first time we could even get into Canada. So it was, it's been very hard to move to other countries. And like every business, you know, you want to think globally, you know. That's the way, that's the way yeah. business is done now and boiled down in your band i mean you're in business so yeah we want to go to europe and we want to go to australia and japan and south america and all these things and it's just figuring out how to do it yeah and i think yeah. that's actually what you were the question you were answering when you were talking about this was that it was somebody was asking why didn't you come to europe or something like that and and it just seemed like it wasn't even on the map at that point oh we tried i mean we had three i think it was three tours booked and it's so expensive to go yeah and it like we couldn't the routing it just ended up like there's a week off and I'm like, wow, that will bankrupt us. We will be done. There'll be no more band. It, like to to even be able to survive at that point will be hard as like individuals. So there's just no way. And it just also all three of them got canned. And uh, so and now it's just like, well, I guess we're gonna have to clean house in Europe too. We're gonna have to find a new agent, one that can actually book it. You know, get something done. Not that the other ones didn't, they just couldn't complete it, you know? So do you feel like it's a fresh start now with the new record and everything else? I mean, uh, you obviously have the same label and stuff, but but does it feel like a fresh start for you? I mean, well, yeah, I guess every every record you kind of, you're like, okay, clean slate. Let's let's see, let's try our best here and see what you can do. I, I mean, to some extent, yeah. But I mean, at the same point, you're like, man, we've been doing this for a long time. It'd be nice to see 
something. <laughs> well, but I mean, your machine—the machine is working pretty well right now for you. I mean, like I've, uh, you know, when, even when, uh, even when, um, uh, when Elements came out, it was, you know, there wasn't didn't seem like there was that much buzz about, or as much buzz as where you're getting right now. And that, and I'm not even talking about like the Rush cover. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's seems to be a lot of buzz about the new record and everything else that's going on around you guys. And you know, everybody's smiling. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a good thing, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, this is by far, I mean, I'm most, I, I'm very pleased with how uh, the push has been going and the hype that's been building, just the, the amount of content that we have lined up. It's, uh, it's like I said, the learning curve. Every time you do it, you're like, well, we need to do that better. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we need a lot more shit this time around, guys. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm just making a connection in my head. you got to tell me if I'm wrong. Was former vocalist Ezra your booking agent? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Did he accidentally get included on that email when you? Uh, yeah, by mistake. What? What? everybody got I fired. Like you guys know something. I, I don't. <laughs> we, we were we were joking ahead of time that like like you send an email that's like you guys should just fuck off and you accidentally put him on CC and he's like, oh, oh man. man. No. <laughs> no, he he was actually let go before management was so. Yeah, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story. All right, let's yeah. get into that. So, All right. He, yeah, because we spent 45 minutes talking to, to Ben Weinman of, of Dillinger just about why he's breaking the band up I'm from every single angle, so we're not going to torture you like that. Uh, but... <laughs> But like, like, like that is a huge risk, you know. The, the, the singer is the the thing that everybody, you know, recognizes the band by. That's the first thing in their head usually. So you're taking a gigantic risk, and there must have been something huge that makes you go, "Yeah, I'm willing to take that risk." Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was there was plenty plenty of things that were going on. I see. I don't from. Me having this platform, I feel really bad. Like I don't, I don't like talking about those things in specifics because I feel like he has no chance to, to, I don't know, address them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't really like talking. I'm sorry. I know, like you want the juicy bit, but I'm not. No, it's all good. Does he have? I just don't want to disrespect the guy. You know? Yeah. Um, Does he have an Allegiant tattoo? He does. He does. Oh, that hurts. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's so painful. Uh, I mean, oh, I, I will. I will say that you know there was he was there were certain things that came up, and you know we addressed them time and time and time again. And you know it wasn't. It, I mean, it, it took a lot. Like every time that we had to address him, I was like, I'm not going to Dave Mustaine him. I'm not going to Dave Mustaine him. I'm not. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not going to just wake him up with a bus ticket and say see at home you know i'm not gonna do it and uh well that was probably not good for me to say but (laughs) 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 um yeah i mean i mean he's our friend you know and we just want to be respectful of of what you know he's going through and his personal struggles and everything like that and you know it could it what he you know chose to do was he couldn't do both he couldn't be in this band and continue to do what he to do and he had plenty of time to make a choice and he made his choice so you know and it was like yeah and we just like you know uh it's time we'd like you to hand in your resignation so and that way he can go he can go do new things it didn't you know it doesn't come off like we fired him you know you know he he did he bowed out with honors 
and you know, and it left the door open for him to continue his career uh, separate from from what we're doing. Well, luckily so he wasn't guys, surprised. Yeah. No, no, not at all. <laughs> no, he it was complete eyes wide open. Yeah. and he knew exactly what was coming. You know, and you know, we still, you know, every once in a while we still talk, so it's it's not, you know, no surprise. Yeah. No surprise. I'd say you got lucky, but it sounds like you uh, you had already kind of set up a not not set it up, but you you've known Riley for a little while, so that that was a good fit for you guys to bring him into the yeah, fall. You were cheating Absolutely. with somebody before you got the divorce. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, that was that was actually at the request of management too. They're like, yeah, uh, I we like we think Ezra is going to have to be removed. You need to you need to be prepared. So you need to start auditioning people. So it was kind of like one of those things, like behind someone's back. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. I was cheating, cheating, <laughs> cheating in the marriage. <laughs> like I had to go and like audition people. Well, you know, well, trouble was brewing. So I mean, just Fort just Collins is a small town, man. How do you keep that on the down low? Well, I live in Denver, so oh, gotcha. Uh, it's, it's not, and I would go. I, well, it wasn't like I was advertising position. I went to guys that I knew you could knew, do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, and it was you know after that, people wanted to audition, and I pretty much Riley was my number one choice from the get go. And I auditioned like five guys, and every single one of them was amazing. And it really just came down to my belief that Riley. Because every single one of them would have been great in the band. Like, no one was a slouch in those auditions. And uh, it, it just came down to, I, I believe Riley's the right guy. You just get that feeling from somebody like that, right? When you, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, just the amount of talent he has, you know. I mean, that last summer, Aurelius record, that Under Western Sun, yeah. I mean, it's still one of my, it's my, like, it's in my top ten records of all time. Like, I love that record. And I remember sitting there, just listening to it because we we traded our records like a month before they were released so they're listening to the new Elysian record I'm listening to the new Cinderella's record and I'm like holy shit this guy is amazing <laughs> uh, and I knew because they had their little home podcast and he would always like do little jokey singing things and I was like I bet he's gonna just belt on this record and the first thing you hear from him is like just clean singing and I was like eh, saw that one coming Good deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, he's got a really great voice. That Rush covers a great uh, uh, demonstration of it. I and once again, I got to add because Rush sucks. Like it's <laughs> every cover of a Rush song I've ever heard from any band I respect is always super awesome. But for some reason, Rush still blows. How does that happen? That's the only band I can think of that that's that's the way it is. Oh, see that. Well, the, the, I don't have an answer for you. I love Rush, man. <laughs> uh, Rush is one of those that I've always like. I understand why people love them so much because it's so intricate and so so awesome. But I've never been a I've never been a huge fan, and I feel like this, I'm is, the, this, this interview going really poorly. We, I should call again. <laughs> and we should just start over, and I'll just give you all the right answers. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> But uh, so what's weird is, is obviously I'm sure you're getting like some some thumbs up for the subdivisions cover and then some like, oh, my God, they're going to start clean singing now. You know, people freaking out like old school fans of yours that are kind of the other the other side of that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so not, uh, not as many as I thought. Yeah. Like I was really ready to, uh, you know, like I, I made a joke on, on social media. Like, yeah, I'm setting up defenses around my house. <laughs> uh, I fully expect, you know death metal dudes to be outside with pitchforks and, and torches uh and then it came and went and like there was only like 
I don't know, like three dudes that told me to go kill myself. So um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's not bad. That's pretty good. All right. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's you know, I was expecting way worse than this. So, I mean, yeah, there has been, but nowhere near what we were expecting. And like 90%, I would say, 95% has been like super positive about it. Yeah, not not expecting that. <laughs> is, is that something that you guys have wanted to do? I mean, I, I love that. You know, I'm, I love the Gothenburg thing. You know, I grew up as a thrash kid, right? There was no like death metal screaming, you know, back, you know, when I was listening. I mean, there was. It just wasn't in my sphere of, of what I was like aware of you know and then you know then i heard death and still like chuck he had his thing but it wasn't like cannibal corpse you know what i mean so when i mean i guess deicide was my first like real delving into that and i fell in love with that band but it was you know coming from that it was like dream theater and megadeth and that's you know those are my two favorite bands like that's that was my like whole childhood so now like going to college and the u.s metal or yeah, everything over here is pretty much shit. Like, there was that time period that it was like, there was nothing coming out here that had any interest for me whatsoever. And I think most of it was just ignorance. I didn't I didn't know about it. So it was really just looking at Europe and what they were doing. And I think I heard, like, Old Man's Child before he, uh, Galder joined Dimu. And, like, there's fucking keyboards in, like, this black metal thing. And I was like, what the hell? That is cool as shit. Yeah. Um, and it became yeah. its own thing. It became like a whole other thing, which is which was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And you guys, and what's cool is, is that you blend a lot of different of sounds within what you're doing as well. And I, I, that's what I kind of find intriguing about, because you and a, a few other of the modern death metal bands that are doing that sort of thing, whether it's like Cattle Decapitation or Revocation or some of those other bands that are along the same tech death kind of thing. But now we're seeing some cool hybrids that are coming about in that same sort of vein. There was a lot of discovering who you were, I think, back in the day. I mean, we, we had, like, necrophagists, right? Yeah. Like, the, the kings of tech. And then we had a whole bunch of offshoots, uh, mostly from Northern California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, it was really cool, and it was, like, it. but I think with that type of music, it's very, you're burning calories when you're listening to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, 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 you're just like, that is a lot of, I need to, uh, if I'm going to enjoy this, I need to like listen to that song like three more times before I move on to track two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of thinking when you're listening to that. And, and, uh, and I think the more that it goes along, it's pushing more towards learning songwriting. So they're taking all the things that, that was like learned when it first came up and then kind of applying them in it, keeping the tech elements, but then kind of a, applying it to like more of a song structure instead of like a stream of consciousness, like through composed type of thing, you know? And then within that, when you have that space, then you're like, Oh man, let's put some other stuff in here. Like I love black metal. I don't play black metal, but you know, there's elements of that that would go great here. You know, there's, you know, thrash that'll look thrash, a little bit of that in there. And it's, it's, you know, it's a big melting pot, you know? And that's what it should be. You're like taking a whole bunch of your influences and making them your own. And that's not, just one thing. Yeah, and you're moving, so, and, and it's changing, and it's growing into something that it wasn't before, and that's kind of, it's great, and hopefully growing in a, in a way that people will enjoy, and I think you guys have actually done that, or are, are at least on that trajectory. Well, that's good. That, 
you know, no one enjoyed us before, and now they're learning. Yeah, they were all, I mean, like, in the, in the early days, it was terrible. Are you writing these songs yourself, or is it a more collaborative process? What is the process you guys have? It's it's me and, and Mike. Uh, we will go and, like, write by ourselves uh, for, like, a year and a half, just by ourselves. And we'll shoot the songs back to each other and uh, the rest of the guys and just go, yeah, this one's done, whatever. And then, uh, like, yeah, your solo will go here, you know, have fun, you know, write your thing. And then, uh, you know, it's it's very much solo. I The, the getting in a room and, and jamming thing, it sounds really fun. And it sounds, but it also, by doing that, I think it wastes so much time. I, I can't, I hate it. Like, there's nothing, I'm like, on the spot, oh, we have to write something today. And I hate that. It's much more natural for me to just sit at home, write the song, tab it out, demo it, send it to everybody and go, hey, guys, what do you think? Do you want to change something? Do you, do you like this? And, uh, yeah, generally it's like, yeah, it's cool, man. Let's go. And if no one likes it, it, it doesn't really get scrapped. just gets saved, and then we'll pull it apart and, you know, use it for something else. So how do you negotiate the publishing side of things? Oh, I, I mean, it's even, 20, 20%. Even though you and Mike are doing all the work. Well, I mean, everybody contributes. No, and I the whole I just want people to be happy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Oh, it's gonna get this, to this now your naivety's trying to show again. Oh, you got to work that <laughs> out for the next album. <laughs> no, see, I well, like that answer though. I think that's the oh. way to go. I think you, you know he's totally right there. Well, no, man, it's like I I love the guys that are playing, and I want them to be happy, and I want them to you know stick around. You know, I dude, we've had an, a lineup change every record. You know, if I can avoid like you know having someone leave. You know, if it's just an even spit, that's more important to me than having, like, everybody happy and everybody being productive than getting in a pissing contest. And it's like, oh, well, you know, I did 60% of the work. I want a 60% cut. It has no interest for me. And besides, no one makes any money. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what's 60% of nothing? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no bassist is worth more than 5%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, see, Corey did a lot of great stuff. This record, I'm very, I'm like very stoked on Corey. He's like, when I did, I was like, man, I'm doing this like flamenco thing. He's like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, can I, I'll put something Latin under that. I'm like, yeah, I, I like, I like the way you think, my friend. I like that. Bass players are becoming a little bit more important in death metal these days, I guess. All right, fine. Uh, don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there are a few diamonds in there. Like, Big from Rivers and Nile. That guy is amazing. That guy is one of the best bass players I've ever seen. Well, the the, the dude from Cephalic Carnage and uh, Job for a Cowboy, he's a Colorado dude too, right? Yeah, Nick. Yeah, Nick's yeah. my buddy. Freaking Killer, awesome bassist. Yeah, the new Havoc record's amazing. What, what he's brought to Havoc. It's like incredible. I, I really feel that like really, really talented bassists really should be applying their skills to something that matters. It, it's such a <laughs> it's such a loss. <laughs> Man, that's that's some cruel shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> I also heard another interview with you where you had said something about um, uh, that you had trouble communicating with uh, with metalheads because of uh, classical training. I thought that sounded like an odd statement. What do you what do you mean by you have trouble communicating with uh, people in the metal world? Well, it, it's just it's on a musical level. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, we'll we'll like if I'm like, hey man, yeah, let's take it from the modulation. They they really have no ninety percent of them just kind of look at me like I'm 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 retarded, and uh, I'm like the the key change, and they still don't know. I mean I 
most people that you're in a band with, they don't have a musical background, you know, and it's not, it's, it's just a completely different way of thought. And, uh, it's not that it's, it's like worse. It's just so different. And then being, you know, studying classical music and being in a conservatory for like six years and, you know, having to learn all this shit that you're supposed to, you, these are the terms you need to communicate with your fellow musicians, right? If I'm a classical world, it's easy, right? And then I bring it into another world and they look at me like I'm speaking Japanese. And, uh, it was very frustrating because I'm like trying to put it in different terms and I'm like, instead I just have to like show them. And then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I get to get it. Yeah. That, so, that, that part, that, that part. Okay. Okay. Right, yeah, right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think about that every time you got to make a payment to your, uh, you know, school Student loan? loan? <laughs> no, I was very fortunate. My parents saved quite a bit for me. So no school loans. That's actually why I didn't get my master's. I moved here to Denver to get my master's at Lamont School of Music. And then I got the bill. And I was like, well, that's not, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, what the hell do you do with like a master's in classical music? There's no orchestras or anything like that. I mean, no, there's nothing left to that. Oh, there is plenty of it. <laughs> no, plenty I mean, of it, man. Yeah, but the <laughs> audience is all eighty years old or older, so you know, like they're but dropping they got money. dead. Like they got money, though. I know, but not for long. They're, they're going to leave it to their kids, and their kids hate classical music. <laughs> it, I, it is a dying, dying thing, sadly. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my my end goal with that was I was going to get my doctorate, and I was just going to go become a professor. That was my end game with that. And I, you know, still, I'm, I haven't taken it off the table. I would love to do that at some point. Go and be a classical professor in a college somewhere. But it's not anytime soon. Looking so. to teach guitar kind of thing? Yeah. 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 Ah, good. So, See, plan so, B. So, you, got a, you, got a, you got options there. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> clutch tells us no plan Bs. But, you know, I guess that's easy when you're clutch. But, dude, like, <laughs> like all right, so you're, you're in, in Denver. So why is it that it, it you know it, you're referred to as a Fort Collins band? No, we started in Fort Collins. Ah, yeah, I, I moved to Fort Collins uh, originally, and there's just no work up there. It's like they voted it like best place to live in the United States like for three years running. So the ratio of of people there to jobs is way off balance. Yeah, but it's got all the beer. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I love Fort Collins. That's a cool ass town. I love that town. Yeah, yeah. It's such a great place. One last qu- thing we got to ask you about, right? So we were interviewing uh, Scott from Carnifex, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago, right? And he's right. telling us this, this horror story about working in Lambesis Studios. So you guys have a bit of a horror story just because, I mean, not only did you have, like try to record there, but then he swiped somebody from your band on top of it. But like, <laughs> what was the experience working with Tim and in that studio? Well, we met. We only met Tim briefly. Uh, he was actually on tour when we were there, so it was it was strange because I guess the the studio got double booked at some point. So we were actually at Tim Lambesis' parents' house. He had a little studio in like in a pool shed, like or a tennis shed, like way at the back of the property. So you had to walk through the pool and the tennis court to get there, and uh, just a like a little tiny shed because we. The, I guess it was glass cloud. For some, I don't know what happened. There was miscommunication. They showed up like a couple weeks early or something and just took over the studio. So we were just like, oh, 
okay. Well, do you have some place to record? Because we just flew, you know, across the country. <laughs> yeah. And yes, yeah, so they put us. They put us to Tim's house. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think he was on tour. So like, he walked in one day, and uh, it was strange because we were sitting there. I think Ezra was in the booth, and uh, this little African American kid, cutest thing. He just walks in, and then we're like, "Well, that's strange." You know, as we're like tracking death metal, and then this like giant of a man walks in. He's like pretty big. <laughs> yeah, did, yeah. Did, did he do any push-ups in front of you? <laughs> no, he was just talking about how his voice was holding up on tour because he was sick or something like that. I don't know. Seemed so, like a nice so, guy. So he didn't produce. He just provided. It was just in his studio. Studio in the shed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were just in his shed. So, so are his parents like super mega loaded? They got a pool and a tennis court. It, it would appear so. <laughs> it would. That's it would definitely appear. Ass. Yeah, and I think so what he, it was is like Tim just lived there because if he was on the road, why should he pay rent or something like that or yeah, buy yeah. something else? It makes sense. Makes sense to me. It was just cheap for him to live at his parents' house. I don't yeah. know. So he's like the David Lee Roth of death metal, if. David Lee Roth had put a hit out on his wife, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that whole thing was, like, strange, dude, because, like, Ryan quit. Like, I talked to him, he's like, yeah, man, I, I'm done. Like, I, I, I want to move to California. I was like, okay, man, you know, good luck, you know, have good luck. And secretly inside, I'm like, yes, I got full control now. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the power struggle is over. And then, uh, yeah, and then, like, the next day, Tim gets arrested. Oh. It was, like, strange. It was, like, surreal. Oh. Like, like you literally, like, like quit the day before Tim goes to prison. And uh, I, like, texted him. I'm like, you okay? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I don't know anything. I'm like, nah, not really asking. Don't really care. Just wondering how you are. Yeah. And, right. and I, I think he, he was, like, in shock. Poor guy. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. not what you're expecting to get news of the first day you wake up in California. You're like, oh, yeah. well, I don't think he's you're... even left yet. Oh, I, no. I think he was still <laughs> in Colorado. Oh, oh man, uh... and yeah, but I mean, he went. He went anyway. Yeah, and he was followed. Followed what he wanted to do. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. Good yeah, I guess it would be a real tough conversation to go. Uh, yeah, the the new girlfriend turns out is a little occupied. Can I come back and snuggle? You know that that's a real <laughs> yeah. tough conversation to have. Uh, it would have been fine. You, you don't think Ryan like, like you don't think like Ryan wired him a little bit of money to loan him to to Tim just to cover the last of what Tim needed to pay pay off the, the hit. Do you? <laughs> Seeing Tim's house, I think he was fine. <laughs> 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 this was so much better than I thought it was going to be. I was like, man, I'm going to call Chuck and Godless, and we're going to they're going to ask me about cheeses. I don't know why I thought that, but about, I was just about like, Jesus. Man, yeah, we're just going to discuss, like, American and Swiss. I don't know. This is where my brain works. I mean, we can go there if we want, you know. I mean, uh, oh, Greg, dude, it's been great, it's great talking to you, man. Seriously, like, uh, I'm a fan of you guys for, for quite some time. And, you know, I thought Elements was one of those records that you probably couldn't top. But, damn it, you did it. So, I mean, seriously. Wait, wait, Chuck, bef- before we let him go, we got to let him know, like, the biggest thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, one of the things that we forgot to tell you that, uh, you know, over the we've interviewed, you know, 150 people, you know, for this podcast and stuff. But uh, one of them that stuck out was, uh, was a guy who listens to the podcast as well, Chris Adler from a little band called Lamb of God. And uh, we asked him if there was anybody that we needed to talk to on our podcast. And he said, you got to get the guys from Allegiant on your podcast. You got to do it. You got to get those guys. Uh, uh, oh, man, those guys are badass. So 
Chris Adler yeah. gives you a, gives you a thumbs up. So yeah, I love Chris, man. He's he's a really good dude. He has helped me out quite a bit, man. He's he is a he's salt of the earth type of people. He's, is, he sure. gonna play, uh, is he going to play? Is he going to play drums on your next album? Uh, <laughs> nothing I can talk about right now. Oh, <laughs> you, did you see oh, him with? Me- did since you're a Megadeth fan, did you see him play with Megadeth? Yes, I did. Yeah. It, n- it now, was, do you was, agree with me that that's the best version of Megadeth that there's possibly ever been? Uh, dude, they were really good. They were, yeah, it was really good. I mean, I've seen I've seen Megadeth so many times. It was funny because he he put me up for the the spot after Broderick left, and uh, I get I get this like message on Facebook. He's like, "Hey man, hit me up," and he sends me his phone number. And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do that after I finish teaching." And I'm like, I'm not going to fucking call Chris Adler. Like, I work at a gas station, for fuck's sake. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I, I finished teaching. I'm like, well, I got to go to the gas station. So I'll, I'll, just, I'll just text him. I'll text him when I get there. So, like, I text him, hey, man, what's going on? And I'm like, get out the mop. And I'm just mopping the floor. And he's, <laughs> he's like, I'll put you up for something. Like, it's pretty special. When it happens, you know, just, just know it came from me. And I was like, Cool. We going on tour, dude? <laughs> and he's like, "Well, no." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and, he's, and he's just like, "He's like, I can't, I can't like tell you because it's not, it's not my place." But you know, just, just be, you know, just don't be shocked when it comes. I was like, "Okay." And I was like, "But you really can't tell me." And he's just like, he sends me the, the radioactive Megadeth solo from uh, Rust in Peace. Oh, nice. And I was like, and I, I'm, I'm thick, so I was like. Is this news radioactive? <laughs> <laughs> not not yeah. adding it up yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, and then he just sends one with Megadeth over the, and I I threw up like immediately, and it was good. I was mopping because then I could <laughs> just mopped it right up. up, you know. Yeah. yeah, and then I threw up again, clean that, and I was like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Man, it's really that was too, it was too much pressure for little me. I, I couldn't handle it. No. <laughs> but now that you've had the, like the not only dry heat, you know, dry heat, but the, the 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 dry run on that news, like the the next time something like that comes along, your body and your constitution might be able to handle it a little bit better. I I count on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, like 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 you know, for me, like it's been a long, long, long time since I've been able to jerk off successfully without like some porn in front, at least, you know. Like I can't do it with just what's going on in my head. But if somebody were to like text me something like that, I think I could successfully do it without any like porn or anything like that. I mean, that's just got to be the coolest news in the world. That was the greatest thing I have heard in a long time. What you just said. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud that I was on the line to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it was super cool. It was, it was like really, really cool. Definitely, definitely feather in my cap. Like, if I could die tomorrow, I'd have that. You know. That's cool. Well, congrats uh, on the know. new record, man. We'll let, we'll let you off the hook now and, uh, and let you go. Proponent for Sentience is the name of the new record, and it's and it's it's, it's freaking awesome. So, congratulations, dude. Thanks so much, guys.
subscribe to the Metal Sucks Podcast today. Probably the best song on that record. Brothers and Farms, the new record from Steven Seagulls right there. Symphony of Destruction. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Completely different than a Legion. Completely different. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, like I just wanted to point that out, that those two things are not like the other. 
just Man, to, was, that so fun, you know. was that a fun conversation, Greg, from uh, Legion or what? Because I just enjoyed the hell out of it. I, you know, part of it is, I, you know, he listens to the podcast, so he kind of knows what we do. Yeah. So it was, it was, that, that's cool, you know? Yeah, that, that good was times. Cool. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And seriously, that new record, oh, awesome. It really is yeah, good stuff, dude. It really is good, yeah. Now, uh, we want to talk about, uh, you know, is this a topic about being too sensitive, or is this a topic about uh, being too drunk, or is this a topic about... Well, how do we how do we how do we point this one? I don't I don't know exactly anymore. Jeez, there's so much to go into. I mean, all right. So Lee McKinney, a born of Osiris, you might remember him. He was on our podcast just a uh, what about thirty forty episodes? Yeah, ago, something not like that. that yeah, long yeah. Ago. yeah, and and uh, uh, awesome dude, amazingly talented guitarist, great band. So I guess he got hammered and started tweeting. <laughs> and what he did was like the first tweet was like a, a you know a call out of. Um, uh, Vincent from uh, Acacia Strain and basically challenging to him to a fight and then you know a couple follow-up like you know sort of you know sort of ham-handed insults and then sort of then he ended up finishing out with uh, you know uh, it's all good I'm just trying to promote you know our upcoming tour and yeah. you know you know this is just a goof and you know and then he probably passed out because that's how that goes yeah pretty uh, much. but but the dude from uh, Acacia Strain got kind of upset about it and when uh, uh metal sucks posted the story about lee posting the tweets then he sends an email to metal sucks going hey man i don't know what's going on i don't know and it was like i read that and it was like all the fun got sucked out of the room <laughs> well i so the thing about that is the is that i don't think I don't think he uh, took it seriously. I think he knew exactly what the hell was going on as far as like, okay, these look like drunk tweets. You know, we've, we've, we've all seen our buddies and I've looked at my friend's phones when they texted ex-girlfriends and some of the dumb shit they fucking said and or done and or tweeted and or Facebooked or whatever. And we all know what it looks like, right? It looks just like what Lee McKinney posted on Twitter. It looks just yeah, but Lee's stuff was funny. Well, it was pretty funny. I, I but I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that he was ever like pissed because the only thing that he had retweeted in that thing was like, oh, OK, whatever. I, and literally, I think that's what he said was, oh, OK, whatever on Twitter and didn't yeah. say anything else until he had to re he felt like he had to respond to metal sucks as far as uh, officially because he was getting shit on Twitter and everywhere else about it from like fans and shit like that. But why and it was not all just over. like. Why not have some fun with it and go with it? Maybe, I mean, there's got to be like, you know, you can take a photo you've taken together. Like, fuck that and guy, like, uh, like, gone the other way with it and, like, totally, well, that, like, that would have been good. That would have been good. Or, would, been you know, yeah, that would have been funny, but it would have been even funnier if you just, you know, get really hammered and respond in kind. Although I know that Vincent is a straight edge dude, so maybe not get hammered, but like, I don't know. What do you do? Like, uh,. You know, watch a bunch of Seinfeld episodes, and you know, I don't know what you do to to like, you know, become all like weirded out. But but you you do something, and and then you you have some fun with it, and you you reply, and and you know, take some photos uh, that you've got and Photoshop them. You know, something like that. That would have been fun. Well, just his, no fun. He did no kind of suck the fun out of it, and that's like, oh. you know, more than anything else, especially drunk tweets. If you can't fuck with the guy. 
what can you do? I mean, yeah. you, it's like it's totally an open door. If, if there is no real beef, right? It's totally an open door just to go, <laughs> okay, let's have some fun. All right. Let's, uh, let's fucking totally screw with Lee right now. All right. Let's, yeah. uh, you know, and then fuck with him. All right. I, I could see where you're coming from with that. Like, it did suck the fun out of it when he posted the thing. We all have day jobs, mortgages, and families. We don't want to have to deal with some turd who oh. insecurities come out on Twitter when he gets wasted. What do we insecurities? <laughs> Who's insecure? Uh, if you're, if if you're secure, you're going to respond with, you know, goofy stuff and well, that, because I'm, you're comfortable with it. I'm curious if there's like something that we missed in a comment section somewhere that's like 500 comments deep on Facebook or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder if there's also like some little snide comment or something, but I, I don't know. It seemed like because then later on, Lee, uh, you know, he apologized, like came back and apologized for it. Uh, where was that one uh, where he actually said that he was sorry for being hammered like he had too many and uh, he felt bad about it. He was sorry about it. OK, here it is. It's like had way too many last night. I said a lot of dumb shit. I apologize to all parties involved. There's nothing I can do now but say sorry. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> so Aww, that's that's the saddest tweet in the history of tweets. And and the worst part is, I mean, at least on yeah, the but surface dude, of what we're dude, seeing, okay. there's really nothing that. That no, deserves no, no, no. him like losing sleep at night. I agree oh. with that. I agree with that. Nothing. That, but but I'll tell you this, you know, as somebody who has done the walk of shame many, 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 many times <laughs> having to apologize for things he said, done, knocked over, ran into, uh, poss- almost murdered. And um, wreaked havoc upon. I understand that feeling when you wake up the next day, you're like, oh, fuck. I can't imagine what it would be like nowadays. You know, I really can't because I've kind of slowed down as far as my drinking is concerned. But uh, but, dude, I can't imagine what it would be like now with all the scrutiny, you know, just one fuck up like that can put on you. And next thing you know, you got 500 fucking Facebook messages from every fan of Acacia strain, you know, go, whatever, man, Vincent can fuck you up, man. Look how fucking big he is, man. Well, you yeah, know, but whatever. the response to that oh, is, God. you got a problem with me. I'm going to be in your city on September 23rd. Come see my show. Buy a ticket come to my see, show and come yeah, fuck it up. Show. <laughs> exactly. That's what you <laughs> do. Until somebody fucking does it. That's the problem, though, because nowadays you'll have oh. some fucking dude show up and start swinging, man. And that's like the worst part is that people take this shit way too fucking seriously, man. And yeah, it, and and it well, should be more start, fun. Well, I guess if you're going to be a huge fan of Acacia Strain, you're going to take, you know, follow in line and take shit too seriously, just like the singer of Acacia Strain. That, <laughs> that's my response. You I know? don't know. I still think Vincent didn't take it seriously. I think I think he actually, you know, was a little tongue in cheek. You know, it also now the other the other part of this is. And now being the sober guy a lot of time around all my drunk fucking friends, I understand what it's like to be around a fucking bunch of drunk fucking friends and go, God damn it. Why am I sober right now? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're fucking funny. You're real fucking funny right now. Yeah. Keep fucking laughing, fucking asshole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's that whole side of it, too. You know, drunk does not look as awesome when you're standing sober next to somebody. So as somebody who, you know, I spent a fair amount of my life, you know, kind of doing the the straight edgy thing. I wouldn't have said that I was straight edge necessarily. I didn't drink. I still don't do drugs, you know, et cetera. Uh, But um, uh, uh, and and I was having no sex at the time. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Despite all of my attempts. Um, But, you know, 
the, the accusation would always be, well, you're no fun. And that's absolutely true. But it, it ends up being a stereotype of the straight edge community that, you know, you're just no fun. And I think it's too bad when something like this goes down and it kind of supports that uh, stereotype of straight edge. Community. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. So so you're kind of a stick in the mud because you don't drink, because you don't do this, because you don't do that. Which shouldn't be true. And it's not. And it's most of the time it's not true. They just don't have not having fun the same way everybody else is. It's just a perception. Exactly. You know, exactly. So, but when yeah. you when you send an email in response to a bunch of goofy <laughs> tweets saying, "Well, yeah. I'm sorry about your insecurities," you know that to me is like that is the textbook definition. Okay, of, Dad. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> and the worst part about it is is like you know Lee's trying to pick a fight with somebody, and that's all I want out of life is, <laughs> is somebody to to have a fight with. And and here I am. I'm like you know all I can do is go. Yeah, you were doing the right thing, man. And it's the guy who doesn't want to fight with anybody that I you know is probably listening to this right now going. What the fuck him too? I'm well, going to send an email. But you know? I guarantee you though that if the me. like if this if this Twitter exchange happened anyway and Vincent had it, it had not said anything about it, fans hadn't said anything about it, Lee probably would have woke up this morning and said, "Yeah, I'm going to apologize anyway." Because I know that I know that feeling, you know, I know that feeling where you're like, "Oh god, I don't remember who I fucking did wrong shit to." But I know I did some wrong shit, so let me just apologize to fucking everybody. Yeah. You, know, you know, like if you go back on my history of Facebook and okay, go back on my history of MySpace. All right, and uh, you can find a bunch of apologies in that whole run, <laughs> that, that whole run because that was a, that was my Jägermeister days. That's just a ooh, that's See, bad stuff. This is what there needs to be. There needs to be like a drunk consultant where straight edge people can call up this str- drunk who will give them advice on how to properly respond to situations like this. Because you know, th- 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 Vincent should have called up the drunk consultant and gone, "Here are the tweets. How do I respond in a goofy, funny way?" And the drunk would say, "Take a picture of your balls and send it to him." <laughs> that's what you do. You know, that's what you do. You just follow the advice of the drunk consultant. Oh uh, no, 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 and no. then. And then are you sure you about taking that picture of your balls? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. No, just, just, just trust me. Just do it. Just take a picture of your balls and put it out there, bro. Yeah. Okay. You all right. Cool. strain going like, whoa, man, this is not in character. Why the hell did you do this? And you'd be like, well, man, I hired this drunk consultant and that's what he said I needed to do. Oh, so like, yeah. Okay. I remember that guy. Yeah. He tried to do, he totally screwed up our, uh, our Friendster page, you know? Yeah. That guy. Oh man, I don't know, dude. But yeah, it is it is kind of disappointing now that you can't have any kind of even even faux beef. Like it would have been fun if he would have like totally yeah. said, "All right, man, when, where, let's do it, bro." You know, like stepped up to it and had some fun with it, but uh yeah, we got to take it very seriously. Everything's very serious now. We don't want to straight edge. The only faux beef you're having is at the local Thai restaurant. It sucks. Hey, dude, uh, you know, to, to take your microaggressions home. OK, I've had enough of this. You know, it's <laughs> just too, too much for us to deal with out here in the world. You know, oh. I mean, with all these things that are going on in the world, how can we, we be concerned with with, you know, the Twitter battles and and people that are being upset? That's not what's really important, man. I mean, come on. You know, that's we got we got we to gotta focus on other things. Right, bro? 
Oh, no, life's too short to be lame. You know, that's all I'm saying. It's just too short to be lame. You know, have some fun with it. Hey, dude, we got people that were cutting off their fucking pinkies last week. So I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think we got one extreme versus the other. And I'm yeah. sorry. It's sad when I think the ICP family is having a fuckload more fun than everybody else is. That's what's <laughs> fucked up. You know, it's like, oh, my God. Maybe I just need to go drink some fucking Fago and eat me a double cheeseburger and, and call this even, you know? Yeah, totally. There, there's Acacia Strain fun, which I don't know what that is. And then there's ICP fun where you need a tourniquet. You know, that's- <laughs> You're going to bleed out if you aren't careful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this, is, this is fucking dangerous right here. Fuck yeah. Get the blowtorch. Yeah. Woo. You know, if Acacia Strain's writing an album, you know, have like one funny song on the album. Maybe have a song where you challenge lee mckinney to a fight on the album that'd be funny that's good i'm all for that that'd be that'd be you know it's all done with well, not, not even that it's like nowadays those oh. bands is remember like there was a whole thing with all those bands that were naming songs that had absolutely nothing to do with the song you know like it, it was just some fucking random name of a song it's like that'd be great if he like named it like mckinney falls or you know so you know like <laughs> you know something stupid you know it's like all right that'd be great and you know a little tongue-in-cheek thing but no, that'd be too serious. Well, right now, let me do this really quick. Let me say I'm sorry to the Acacia Strain and Vincent for thinking that anything was bad or wrong. And let me apologize to Lee McKinney for you know misunderstanding his approach to Twitter. I get why he Twitter. had to take it down, you know, but I know, it's I know. sad that he did. I know. And that and that's what's really kind of fucked up more than anything else. It has nothing to do with those guys, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's just sort of the way of the world and it's like, "Oh, fucking really? Are we at that point where you have to edit every goddamn little thing?" You know, you know, it's where you can't fuck you can't fuck up, you know. You should be able to you should be able to screw up. Like all of us should be able to screw up especially well especially when we're drunk you know i mean it's not it's not an excuse you know by no means but at the same time uh, it is a reason so you know fucking up should be celebrated you know (laughs) it should be celebrated because if you nobody does it everything gets boring Mm. you know and 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 then and then and then you tell me hey i bought a new mattress and i'm like oh my god that's awesome that's that's what happens. Nobody wants to end up like me, yeah, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, if you want to hear some more fuck-ups, uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast every week, because uh, that's pretty much what we do. Uh, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, uh, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you search Metal Sucks Podcast. You will find us, and you can subscribe. That way it comes right to your inbox. You don't have to worry about, like, digging it up or anything like that. Otherwise, MetalSucks.net, that's where you go. You go there, click on Podcast tab at the top. And boom, all of our podcasts laid out right there in front of you. You can look at all the beautiful front pages and check everything out and uh, enjoy all of our old podcasts. Hook up with us on social media. I am at Bearded Ape. I am at Godless Speaks. Godless Speaks on Facebook, Spotify, and a shout out to Doc Coyle. Vegas Nerve EP is coming out. That video is good, man. That video is really good. No, good work. I I think I I think I complimented him on the page if I remember right. Uh, I don't know. I was drunk. Uh, they're maybe a bunch I try of to good-looking guys. Them. They got way too much clothes on. That's my only. <laughs> con- 
<laughs> Only bummer about that one. Uh, but I mean, dude, you, no, you it's seen, good for him. Have you seen like Doc Coyle's like Instagram like uh, dude, uh, workout photos and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I know. He's hot. Uh, son of He's a bitch. He's hot, man. You oh, should well. be wearing like a like barely a shirt. Like one of those like like shirts that like, you know, it's fallen off, you know, like real thinny and stringy, you know. That's what that's how you do it. You're thinking of like fishnet is what you're thinking of, I think, is what uh, is what that is, that. you know, like mesh. Yeah, Remember look, that? He'd look badass in some fishnet. Some mesh gloves with the fingers cut off. Yeah, right. That's hot stuff, dude. Uh, if you want to see some hot pictures, you can also find me on my radio show at No Control Radio. <laughs> I tell you, I am pretty hot, as well as some hot pictures of us on Instagram at Chuck and Godless. That's pretty cool. And, of course, ChuckandGodless.com. If you go there, Thank it's you. our Patreon page. So support us. We would appreciate it. You can uh, do it at as little as a dollar a month and join up uh, that way. You can get uh, all kinds of free content. Like, I think if you joined at the $3 level, we got like 40 pieces of audio that you haven't heard on the podcast already laying there waiting for you. So you can check out a bunch of different stuff. Uh, that we posted, and uh, we get some special prizes and other stuff for people that are joiners. So, patreon.com slash chuckandgodless if you'd like to support the podcast. We would yeah, greatly appreciate the, it. Thanks to everybody, but also thank you to the new people who've come on just in the last couple of weeks. Really appreciate it. It made it so I could buy a new mattress, man. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, rolling in the fucking dough. That's I just spread those goddamn nickels out on the bed. No, it's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty kick-ass, so. Thank you very much to everybody, and thanks to Greg Burgess for being our guest this week, and a Legion awesome record. Till next week, I am Chuck. I'm Godless. And this is another Metal Sucks podcast. Listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.